DCM works. Funnier than a 90s gritty reboot. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, screen. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, creative director, lead writer. I'm joined, as always, by my dramatically paused co-host, Ben. Hi. See what I did there? You dramatically paused? I did. I've had the biggest fucking headache all day today, and not the kind that, like, there's a reason to have. Well, then why are you drinking alcohol? Because it'll help. Oh, it will help, yeah. Well, it's not going to make it worse. It's not going to make it I guarantee you it'll make it worse. I don't think so. Um, this week, uh, Ben and David argue about the medicinal value of alcohol. Um, uh, this week we're talking about the style of the get-down. I came from the city, back in the time, 1977, it was maximum crime. The Bronx, we had to rumble with rivals on the rubble, while buildings around us would crumble. Uh, but yo, my life began last year, sophomore high school, that summer I saw her, said to myself, she'll be my wife soon. That's how we're gonna go down. Do or die. Uh, this is a Netflix series. Um, film not a pretty low budget. Oh um, god, it's so cheap. Like it's real cheap. You can you can see the cheapness in just like the some of the CG and some of the well, like, the green screens are all really greens, bad. Yeah, but what they do. They, so the reason that I want to talk about the style specifically is they do this thing that. A lot of people don't do anymore, which is they go, well, we're on this really low budget, but how can we make it work? Yeah, well, it's it's super campy with some of its mm. shots. Like, it's, it just doesn't give a shit that it looks like garbage. It's like, and that, and, and it kind of owns, I think, I think ultimately, like, the, the way that they approached it, so clearly they had, like, a budget, and they were like, okay, we've got X amount of money. Which means we can afford to do all these green screens that they we They clearly spent a lot of money on Jaden Smith. I think he probably did it. He probably did it for free. He probably would have. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's free. the kind of kid that would do it for yeah, free. He would because yeah. he would have been like, "This is a really important part of this culture that needs to be explored." Right? Yeah, I reckon he'd do it. Um, for, for I'm fairly not confident that much he money. would. If, if I'd done any research going into this, I'd have the answer for you, but I don't. No. Um, but he is in it, which was like my Woo! Least, he was like my least favorite part. Are you kidding me? I love Jaden. That being said, he does I think a lot he's of great. He does like a shitload of acting toward the end, and it's he's actually like he goes from being my least favorite part to being one of my favorite characters. Um, I mean, he's not a bad actor. He's just he just is a bad. Stuff. He's just a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, and he's in garbage films, yeah. um, which is fine. You know, it's whatever. You Will Smith. I mean, kid. he's literally Will Smith's kid. He'll get better. Yeah, just give him give him like just give 30 him like thirty years, years. <laughs> and he'll be like, hey, <laughs> and I'm, a good, be great. Like, I'm a great actor. He'll be fantastic. Uh, so the the basic premise of the show is that it follows um, this hip hop artist and his rise through the kind of disco rap culture um, to becoming like a Kendrick Lamar esque figure. Yeah. So the uh, yeah yeah like well the, the episodes begin to be bookended by these rap sequences where he's sort of up on the stage rapping. It's very like well, that's the, all of the episodes. That's what I'm saying. Like all the episodes are bookmarked yeah. by that. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> And so, I mean, just even the visuals and the style and everything, it's very, like, Kendrick-esque, so it's sort of, like, very sort of... This guy who's a very much... Um, and I'm talking about the, the bookend sequences, not the show itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's very much this rapper who's come from very, very far down and is now at sort of the t- toward the top of the game and yeah. and is and is in that position because of the things that had happened. And yeah. A lot of the time he'll be rapping about the things that are happening in that episode. Well, that's... it's. 
the the way they bookend the episodes with these um, sections because they kind of imply that he's telling the story during his shows. Yeah. So it, it kind of lends itself well to some of the ridiculous shit that happens. Oh, some crazy shit. Because it's because you can tell that it's obvious that he's kind of like exaggerating certain parts mm. for like effect. He's giving it style. And because yeah, because yeah. parts just come through and you're like, that is just the campiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. There's a few moments in the first episode that are just insane. Um, and then like throughout the pretty show... Much, pretty much every scene in the first episode that has... What's his name? Shaolin? Yeah, Shao. Yeah, like, yeah. just, just fucking phenomenal. Like, it's all just, just so sensational. Yeah, like just from like the shoes over the to the t- sound effects. Yeah, like over the top, sort of like very obvious action, mm-hmm. like hero shots. It's, things it like looks that. like an old Bruce Lee film. It looks like a like a Tarantino film almost. Oh some, yeah, to the extent that it's parts. stylized. Yeah. yeah, there's um, Shao gets less and less stylized as we get to know him more and more. But like, we focus. It starts to focus more and more on the music and and the stuff that they're doing. So that stuff becomes much more exaggerated. So it goes from like, oh, these people are like these cartoons or whatever. You get to know the cartoons. Then the music becomes the like really campy bit. Yeah. So like, there's a particular sequence um, where Xiao is trying to learn the get down, which is the technique that the sensei is trying to teach him because it's it's where you can basically seamlessly blend two record beats. Yeah. So you can constantly. You so can you keep have like it an beat going beat. indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they give, there's, there's, a, there's an episode where they get given, um, Xiao and the gang. So it's Xiao and the, f- I think it's Xiao and the Fantastic Four plus one, maybe. Yeah. That's what they were originally called. They change the name later, but they get given this crayon by the sensei. And he's like, this is the secret to the get down. And so they spend the entire day getting high and sitting in Xiao's apartment, like staring at this fucking crayon. <laughs> and at one point, Jaden Smith's character is drawing on the wall with it and he breaks it in half. Yeah. And Xiao like loses his mind and chases him out of the apartment. Um... But they spend this entire day, and eventually, um, the protagonist, whose name I can never remember, like... <sighs> yeah, neither. Mm. I don't know why. It's a lot of show, and I watched it, yeah. like, spaced out. I've like, only seen one episode so far. Yeah. Look, in so, classic uh, style, Ben was given a request several weeks ago to watch this, and has not done anything in the I got the assignments, bro. I don't uni, give uni, a shit. Uni work. I don't give a shit. This is a, <laughs> this is a podcast by two <laughs> white guys. Yeah. This is the most, super important. This is the most important thing. Mm. Um, but so they eventually, he eventually works out, um, but should we hang on? We should name the main character. We should give him a name because it's going to be annoying Bobby. to the main character, Bobby. That's, that's not his name and it's not a good name for a rap star. Yeah, it is. Wait, his, oh, his rap name is Book, um, cause he's real book smart. Um, so we'll call him that. Well, it <laughs> shall gives him that name. Whatever. No, sorry, we'll Books, him. plural. Which okay, is slightly books. less bad. Sure. Um, yeah, so Books, uh, works out that the, cra- like, he, he's like drawing like i can't think of what he's doing but he's like drawing um with the crayon and then he looks at the record and he's like okay shall just draw where the beat starts and he puts like a line on the record yeah turns out that's the trick to the get down is like you have to know where the lines are on the record because the way records work the the needle moves on the track right in the groove yeah so what they do is they put a point in the record where the get down starts with the crayon like a straight line yeah uh what's that it's not a tangent that's a radius it's a radius line Yeah, yeah a radius line uh, and then that helps Xiao find the get down. And then what they work out is that you have to use, you have to like lean on the needle a tiny bit to create new grooves in the record so that just before you get to the get down, um, the record skips a tiny bit so you know exactly when it's coming and then you can move to the next one. Yeah. So it's just like really complicated like thing that you could actually do in real life, but you wouldn't be quick enough to do. Like it's, it's not really possible. Um, uh, yeah. Like you can do it, but you'd have to be so good that it would be yeah. like... You would have Heads to being this weird mythical thing. You would have that, to literally be like one of the world's best 
DJs with scratch discs, and Chow is so yeah, well, kind of makes yeah, that's the point. So it matches the like it matches the fiction pretty well. Yeah, but that's one of those episodes where it's so stylized because it's hot. It's all everyone is always sweating because it's in New York and it's yeah. in summertime, and that's like I that that again is such a great like low budget thing that happens. Everyone looks so sweaty and like. They probably yeah they probably just act, they just filmed it on location and everyone was actually just very sweaty yeah and, and it's like just it's like, so yeah, hot just don't have to pay for makeup because no. we're not applying makeup because <laughs> no one, and no one will be wearing it yeah um, yeah it's like really cool especially with the costumes as well like they clearly just got a whole bunch of I th- old yeah disco I think shit. The, I think the costuming is the best part of mm. the the series or at least the first episode because again mm. I've only seen the first episode mm-hmm. but <laughs> the the weird like because it was that weird transitionary period between hip-hop and just disco funk really weird the weird yeah the the weird pubescent stage and like disco is weird like disco is it's a weird culture disco is an odd set of it's like let's go dancing and do a bunch of cocaine yeah (laughs) and let's wear just the weirdest suits that nowadays are just like what the fuck are you wearing nowadays it's a real statement it was not a good statement that being said there were some costumes where i saw them and i was like oh Okay, that people still wear that kind of thing. Like, there's there's periodically a few things where like color combinations, shapes, and stuff. People still wear some of that stuff. Yeah, but it's never like it's not in. It's no, it's always someone wearing something because it's not. Yeah, because it's know, not. It definitely. It's, not it's like in. a lot of them are dressed like hipsters. Is what we're getting at. Yeah, pretty um, much. But yeah, like the but like proto hipsters, like before that. Was well, yeah, thing. because it's not it's not like over the top. Well, it can be over the top. It's not always over the top. It's not over the top for the sake of being over the top. It's over the top for the sake of the disco. Yeah, it's over the theme. top when it's relevant to the yes, the theme. There of- are a few moments where the main female love interest, whose again name I can't remember. It's been like a week since I watched this. Um, yeah, she. Um, I should have like Wikipedia the names of the characters before we started, but it's too late now. We have no way of looking it up. Let's pull up the cast. Um, it's too late. Okay. We have no way of looking it up then. So yeah, sure. It's it's hard. Uh, I'm gonna look it up though. That <laughs> said, um, what am I? No, the get down. IMDB. I almost typed IMBD, which is not what it's called. You're um, a... You're a B- BD as in... You're, you're a big deal? You got me. That's, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, Yeah. okay, I'm gonna, I don't want to drag this because Audacity is a sensitive motherfucker. So, Ezekiel is the main character. Yeah, that's a um, weird name. Shaolin Fantastic, which, by the way, best <laughs> fucking DJ name ever. Shaolin Fantastic. Um, Mylene is the main love interest. Yeah. Um, and she... she So, with her character, Mylene, they, um, they do this weird thing where she starts off as being sort of, like, uh, the main love interest, and then she kind of stops being it, and she is again. But they do this thing where toward the middle and the end of the show, they just, like, make her... They just really sexualize her, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's it's because the story is being told from Ezekiel's perspective, so because books is rapping, yeah. Um, and it's the point where they first they first you know have sex and all that stuff. So it's very much about like the story becomes about him finding sexuality and stuff like that. So she starts to dress much more provocatively, yeah. And it took me a few episodes to work out why that happened. I was like, that's really weird because no one else in the show is dressing like this. Yeah, it's just but her. It's, yeah, because it's his story that he's telling, and yeah. that's how he sees her. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But it wasn't until someone pointed that out that I realized it, and I, I was gonna be one of those people that was like, "Oh, they sexualize her in the third episode." No, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, <laughs> oh, I don't like that." Oh, not, okay. I never, I never did that. I would have been like, "I don't get it." Can someone please explain? Right. Um, because I'm not the kind of person that's like, like there's always a reason. Unless well, you're, unless, well, there's always a always reason, a reason, and if there's not, then don't assume that they've, de- they're just sexist cunt bags. 
Always, I, I go with. I go. I with mean, this. sometimes they just want to have a. Sometimes they just want to have a sneaky wank. Yeah, you just want to have. You just want to have a. You wank. know what? Sometimes you gotta have a wank. Don't, but you know the the problem is is that is is having like a sexualized character who's only there just to have a wank. Yeah, but then trying to sort of back up the reason why they're over, uh, overly sexualized. That's the problem. You know, just admit the fact no, that you want to have a little wank. It's the there's um, nothing wrong with it. I mean, you're a bit of a weirdo, but it's, you know, if you own that and you're like, you know what, I want to have a bit of wank, and we all, we all go, you know what, we've all been there. Just the wank. You have, you have some funny pants feelings. We all have it, right? Yeah. It's the same. Actually, you know what it is? It's the same thing uh, as the time turner in Harry Potter. Right, so the time turner, you know, in the yeah. third book, that yeah, lets yeah, him go yeah. back through time. That breaks the whole universe. Right? Yeah, it makes but, sense. But but when you when you come up to a Harry Potter fan and and you're talking about Harry Potter, and sometimes you get into it with people because I, I I personally think they're average, but people love them, and I'm fine I've with that. Never really got into them. Yeah. But people like are diehard fans. But what happens is when you bring up the time turner, instead of going, yeah, you know what, I love it in spite of its faults. It's fine. The time turner. You know, it it breaks the fiction, but you know what? I, I forgive it, and I love it in spite of its flaw. Instead, what they do is they start to get really defensive, and they'll try and explain it away. Explain the time turn. Yeah. Which makes... Like, well, actually, in the in the uh, fourth and just, anthology uh, novel written by this yeah, person on the internet, ruins, they explain the time turner as a, as a shift in the quantum flux just field. Just ruins any authenticity. Pushed by the path. magic force of the uh, twelve it's, dragons. It's just like, just, shut you, the fuck up. Just, it's just you, a yeah. dumb time you travel You just throw your authority segment. out the window. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, sexism stuff. It's like, sometimes... Like, in my writing sometimes, when I'm writing, right... Because I am a straight male. Sometimes when I'm writing a female character... You just want to have a little wank sometimes. Well, no, what, you just like, want to have well, a wank. Well, because when I'm creating, right? <laughs> so, like, because I'm, I'm in a headspace where I'm just, like, pumping out yeah. words, right? I'll inadvertently uh, insert tags that are, like, sexual by act. Like, because it's just you're, you're in the middle of it, and you're like, this character in my head is quite attractive, or she's whatever. Yeah. Then in post, when we're going through the edits, um, Aaron will... Fuck, well, I had a hard on while writing this, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Aaron will be like, yeah, go, he's like, you're writing a young adult fiction um, book, but here it gets really sexual. I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. Cool, I must have just been incredibly horny when I was writing it. Or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, right? So then you go back to your In edit. the mood. But the minute you go, oh, no, well, I did that because, that's, you suddenly lose all kind mm. of credibility. Like, actually, no, you just did it for I a I think that's why this show works. Because all of the things it does that are insane, it totally owns. Oh yeah, like Shaolin Fantastic Red Sneakers when he does when you first see that like hero shot of him with the like it literally just pans up from the sneakers, but mm. like it it pivots around so that it's always showing his sneakers. Like in every shot he's in, you see his sneakers. They're very until about episode four or five, they you don't get really... him without sneakers. Oh yeah, that's, that's how it should be. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's only, there's only one. Sh- oh no, I think he even wears the sneakers when he's in his underwear. I'm trying to think, there's a scene where he's. <laughs> He's in his underwear. <laughs> That's fantastic. He has, he has red and white underwear as well that matches his sneakers. Oh, God. Of um, course he does. Yeah, no, I think he's actually wearing the sneaker. He might be. I might be wrong about he that. He has to be. It's Let me know. Tweet, tweet at me. I'm actually curious, for those of you who remember. Yeah. Um, at DCMI Pie, is, is he wearing sneakers while he's in his underwear? He's got to be. When he's in that, that weird sex He doesn't Let take me know. them out. I don't know. I don't, he doesn't I don't, take them off. doesn't take them out. <laughs> take them off. Um, but yeah, so like that, the aesthetic is like super... I don't know, like it's over the top, but it feels like it felt at that time. Yeah, because like you can we tell don't, if you can tell it feels authentic. Yeah, because we don't fucking know what it was like. We're fucking twenty somethings born in Australia. We're so disconnected we're, from we're that. Entire... We're almost as far away as you can get. From L- yeah, literally as far away as you could possibly get. Yeah, and it it's like it's weird, and part of it seemed like not like sort of not real in a sense. But then I think the I think the most the smartest thing they did was splice a lot of their um sort of transition shots with actual footage. 
Yes. Like, actual historical footage. Yeah, yeah. I think that really... If they didn't have that, it would have probably, like, spun out of control a bit early and just been a bit too ridiculous. Especially since the first episode is feature-length. You could have easily forgotten the fact that, like, oh, it's this is actually meant to be, like, a true story, in a sense. Mm. Or, like, a story based on, like, It's actual, representative. Yeah. Yeah, like, an actual, like, time period. But those... Those, like, every now and then they'll cut to, like, footage that you can tell is, like, old because it's grainy as fuck. Mm. But it it sort of helps ground you in the whole idea of, like, oh, there were just sections of the city that were just rubble. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing. Crazy. And and I think that's helped as well by they pick a very specific color palette for a lot of the the, the scenes they shoot. There's a lot of oranges. Um... It's it's not the vibrant colors that are there are very much the same color palette. Like it's oranges, it's reds. When there are blues and pinks and stuff like that, they're still kind of tinted toward the orange. Yeah. So you, what you get is you get this real impressionistic version of what it was like, which is almost better than like say like Downton Abbey, right? Which which in its first season was trying to be like a recreation of what it what, oh, at that time. Fuck period. Downton Abbey though. Like, whatever people like it, I don't care. But they were trying to like recreate it like perfect. Beat yeah. Beat. Whereas the Get Down is done what good fiction does where it goes what we're going to do is we're, we're going to build tr- this yeah. build this world and we're going to stylize it enough that you can't see the walls of where the world yeah, are yeah we're not going to try to make it real because we won't succeed no but we can so make it gonna, feel real yeah, enough yeah you cut cut their losses and sort of make it make it as good as they can and then shift it slightly so that it's not sort of in line with cuz when you have something that's trying to emulate something else it's so easy to see the imperfections. Well, it's like in... in it's just in the a, Uncanny Valley. Right, or in, like, a Grand Theft Auto game, when you walk up to a door and you can't go inside, you'd be like, oh, that's un- that's unrealistic. But in Mario, where you jump from platform to platform, no one is ever like, oh, it's unrealistic that you can throw fireballs. Yeah, because it's just... It's part of... Because it's part of that, that space they've created. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that... It's that sort of expectation. And when... And, like, versus what you actually get given. So when... You know, if they started off presenting this world that was meant to be, like, super realistic and it was all, like, down, like, real and gritty or whatever, and then you they show the sections which are, like, obviously CG and it's, like, rubber, and you're like, fuck, looks, this looks horrible, mm. you, you don't really care as much because you're like, you know, it's like, whatever, it's Spy Kids 3 or something. Like, yeah, fucking, well, it see, looks dumb anyway. You see the edges of the thing that they're trying to create. Yeah. I was thinking about this in terms of game design, because, like, really, really, really good game design um, is such that when you're in the space or the world that they've created, um, you, you, if it's a really good world and if it's really solidly considered and it's built into the game, you don't look for the walls of the world. I yeah. don't mean just literally, but, like, even just, <laughs> like, cause some, you know, some invisible Skyrim walls has no walls. Yeah, and it never feels like... A lot of the time, it doesn't feel like it does. Well, I mean, as, as it, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that Skyrim's the best example, because it gets away with a lot, because it's open world. Quote-unquote open world. Yeah, but the premise is the same, right? Like, like or, okay, maybe Dark Souls is a, is a better example. There's very few cases where you'll be walking through it, and you'll start to see the edges of the fiction. Like, there's very few examples where you'll be playing a Dark Souls game, and you'll go, oh, it's unrealistic that I can't get through that door. Yeah, Dark Souls is a better example, because the rules in Dark Souls are a lot more consistent mm. than... But, like, the rules in Dark Souls are probably the most consistent, and while still being quite advanced, sort mm. of rule set of any game out there. Because you can have games which are consistent, like... Mario? I don't know. Yeah, because it's a good baseline. Just, yeah, it's just sort of, like, you know, everyone knows what Mario can do. Still pretty, like, advanced, but 
within that rule set, you're not like, oh, what can I can't do? And it still follows it ru- its own rules, especially with things like the like the warp rooms and stuff, where it's just like, if you can jump above the you know, the edge of the map, you can run on it, because it's, it's that's a how Mario, the it's how the yeah. game works. Whereas you get games like, I don't know, most linear games, like it's Bioshock Infinite, I guess, yep. where it'll have sections which just kind of break its own rules. Yes. Like, you'll fall from a height, and you'll die in the game, but then you'll fall from a height in the cutscene, and then your character will just be like, oh no, I have fallen! It's like... Yes. Yeah, it's just where, like, consistency... It's... There's, like, a mismatch between your style, your fiction, and the actual gameplay. Yeah. I, I feel like the Get Down does a good job of... It actually does something that, um... Doctor Who does terribly now, where it... <laughs> it well, it's because the guy running it doesn't know what the fuck... He doesn't know how to, he know how to write TV shows well. Um, sure. So what starts to happen is they go... Especially, I mean, any world where you introduce time travel is problematic, but... What you want to do is you want to introduce elements into your world that allow you to, like, hide those walls nicely, but such that you don't want to look for them, right? So, like, yeah. never in Rick and Morty are you sitting there being like, oh, I wonder how time travel works in Rick and Morty. I wonder how dimension jumping works in Rick and Morty. Because that's not what you care about. Yeah. So they, the walls of that world are, are, are hidden in a nice way because you're focused on other things. Well, I mean, Rick and Morty being a cartoon show aimed at young adults means that it naturally garners a huge audience of people going, how does the world work? Because every single fucking... Well, young adult cartoon draws that kind of audience. I was kind that's of I was, the point. I was kind of assuming that we were talking about people that don't have neck beards. So. Yeah, shout so, like, out to the adults. shout out to the theory community. You're all garbage. Look, we don't hate you, but at the same time, it's like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, come on, um, please. But yeah, so like that idea of you want to create this this world, which isn't necessarily like a vacuum, but you create a, a space which you in which you come into where it's stylized enough that you stop you stop looking for like realistic yeah, corners yeah it, it help it helps you suspend your disbelief and it also i think it, you you were talking about this a few months ago actually when we talked about um firewatch but it's this Jeez, idea that of, was a while ago yeah it was a long time it was like february <laughs> yeah um maybe it could have been yeah it must have been february um like that idea of you can create these sort of um they're like intangibles in your space that just makes sense. So, like, Shaolin's... Uh, Shaolin's shoes. Right? Like, Shaolin Fantastic and his color palette doesn't make any sense in real life. Yeah, it's just kind of like... Because yeah. it's like red sneakers, a red jacket, and then whatever... Like, well, no, a, lot the of the time he's, a lot of the time he's just wearing the wife beater, essentially. Yeah. And you go, yeah, you, you know, in your head, you're like, yeah, I could see someone in real life wearing that, but not every day. Yeah, but yeah. in this world, you it's go, his uniform. Yeah, because yeah, he's a character. Uniform. Yeah, he's and not then, a... He's not a human being in this world, no, really. And, and he's, he, he's a character. And it's fine because everyone else is a character as well, but in a way that isn't ridiculous. Yeah, every, all the other characters are a bit more human. Um, they do elaborate on Shao a bit more when we get to know him. But, but, like, even Ezekiel, like, he has these really cartoony moments, but they don't feel out of character because the world they're in is just like that. Yeah. Like, when there's a particular moment where they're in, they're in, a, they're in their first um, get-down or whatever, and he... Uh, he's going to pick up the mic and then he doesn't and someone else takes over and then later on he does pick it up and he throws down this fucking killer beat like it's just the sickest rhyme yeah they would have spent fucking weeks on that shit it's so good and he just throws it down yeah that's that's the thing I really liked about the uh just in general with the Mm. the rapping was they they did they did a really good job of like giving these lyrics that clearly took a long time to write but they the the actors deliver them in such a way that it feels like they're pulling it up on the spot. Mm. 
where it, it it's really hard to do yeah because you know it's it's the same kind of thing where if you're given a piece of paper to read and you're and you're told to read it as if you're not reading it a lot of people can't do it yeah they can't and it's, do it and it's yeah it's really hard to sort of say something that you know like you know how the phrase goes you know what's coming but sound like you're doing it off the cuff it's one of the reasons that um, i can't imagine it's any easier when you're trying to rhyme and yeah that, sort of it depends on the rhythm at the same time yeah yeah like it also depends on like i always think it depends on what you're reading as well like cause, well because if, if you're especially if you're rapping like you could because it's such a it's so structured like it's like jazz music like you can't go to a jazz musician and give them sheet music and say play this like it's jazz because they'll just be like mm, no and like it doesn't fit it doesn't the- work that way <laughs> well that's one of the, the the reasons that kendrick when he gets up and does these freestyles it's like the best rap he does when he gets up and he'll just like he has so like um for instance uh he had this amazing concert um a few months ago where um, he did, he did all of his, like, normal songs or whatever, and then at the end, he just started doing, like, free verse, and he just was rapping for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Um, with just, like, a standard beat that kind of changed. Um, and he does his rap, and it sounds like a fully produced song. Like, it sounds like he's been working on it for years. And it's, like, half of it is probably pre-written from, like, like, half thrown away things that he's written in the past, and then the other half is completely improvised. And when the two come together, that's when it sounds... Yeah, the it, right balance. Yeah, it's it's oddly natural, but at the same time, you can tell there's just shit coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and so when when like something because and you don't you don't consciously think it, but when you feel it, when you like when something just works and they they hit they hit it right, you feel that it's organic. They feel that it's organic, and they hit that shit. Those moments are the moments that the show does very well. Yeah, the show pulls them. I think that the show the show pulls the the sort of audience feel. I think I don't think it pulls as much of this like again because they, you know they're not perfect actors when you know when you're, when you're doing something <laughs> off the cuff and you just pull something amazing out of nowhere you as like the person I'm taking this mainly from just like comedy joke experience not rapping um, <laughs> yeah us, not a us, rapper us clowning around um, doing videos yeah. not like rapper. when you when you when you pull something out and you and like it's completely improv and it's like the perfect timing and you say it you say it in such a way that conveys sort of excitement on the person who's saying it behind on oh, like sure. like you you feel excited about saying this and like you you see it again with like you see it in like freestyle rap and stuff like that i don't think they hit that like amazingly well definitely not in episode one no um, like they they still portrayed the whole idea of like it sounds like he's pulling it out of his ass most of the time but I feel like they could have almost broken the... They could have, like, just broken the flow a little bit at points to sort of show the character going, like, oh, damn, that was fucking sick. Yeah, like, having those moments where you throw something you're just down like, mm, and you're like, pretty yeah, good. that was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That does... It does start to happen, but they don't really lean into it. They just kind of... They kind of skim it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which, which sometimes feels like it's sort of turning into just a musical thing. See, they're I, just like, woo, musical number. Yeah. And you're like, cool, it's good, I'm enjoying it. But, like, you don't feel like a character anymore. You feel like an artist. See, that that to me is a problem. That's one of the problems with the show, I think. And, and they, you know, it's less so toward the end because there's less rapping toward the end. And there's more just show, um, yeah. Yeah, but, like, one of the biggest problems that it suffers from is that there's... the One, one of the main characters, the producer for, My, for May, Mylene, um, he feels the whole time like a cartoon. 
until like one of the lost episodes. It's like I think it might be the lost episode. He feels he's like a cartoon producer. Like he's addicted to drugs. He's well over his prime. No one in the industry wants him anymore. Yeah. Um, the whole show he feels like a cartoon until the very end where they do like a bit of character work. But it, if they hadn't done it, I wouldn't have noticed that they did it. And I would have been fine with him. But what they, yeah. well, instead what they did is they were like, oh, fuck, he's had no development. We better, like, <laughs> we better pull a quick switch at the end here and have him be, you know, something else. And when they do it, it stands out so much. And you notice it, and you're like, whoa, what the f-? Like, where did that come from? I, I think almost, that's one of the problems. I almost feel like they could have gone sort of, like, a full... Uh, you remember that remake of Romeo and Juliet that's set in, like, modern times? But they still talk. There's a few of those, but yeah. It's the uh, it's the really good one. But it's like it's like refrain like they're like instead of the families, they're like rival gangs essentially. Yeah, 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 I know what but mean. they still have the all the lines are still the same. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they should have just gone full ham with something like that, where like the entire show is rhyme. Oh god, that would have been the worst to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, no, it would have been complete hell to rhyme. Oh, god. But it would have it would have made the sections that are actual rhyming feel more natural feel more natural but i i think something well not it's i mean it would have been insane and ridiculous and it probably would have suffered but it would have been pretty fine something they do that's really really good with ezekiel um is that he speaks they don't get it till about episode three but he speaks very rhythmically and he starts to kind of he has these lines of dialogue that feel like yeah yeah there are there are sections where especially in the first episode i noticed when he's talking to um what's his name Shallow and fantastic. Yeah, there's like, like you know, you know exactly how this story's gonna end. You know he's gonna hear him say something, or you, he's gonna, you're gonna hear him like drop some rhymes, and he's gonna be like, "Damn, this is the kid I've been looking for." Just the boy. And so you're listening to every single dialogue that Ezekiel says to Shallow, and, and you're like, you're like, "Oh, that was." It was That's close. You're you're waiting for it and you're you're listening in. You're like, he's actually just talks poetically anyway. Yeah. They've he they wrote his dialogue so well. Because yeah. people like that, that's how it's like no other character does the same. Like Jaden Smith's character is the most like fucking piece of wet cardboard for most of the thing. He gets real good later. Yeah, um, but like he starts off just very uh sort of twenty first century. Jayden I mean, Smith to be honest, he's just Jaden He's just Jaden Smith. Just Smith. And then yes. later on, he's like Jaden Smith, the graffiti artist. Like, they, they, what they did, they got an AI and they fed him, they fed the AI Jaden Smith's tweets to print his dialogue. And they're like, yeah, that this is this Yeah, is they were Smith's. like, go. And then the, the computer punched it in it and like, created boop, a model. Boop, boop, and just made some tweets and that's, that's his dialogue. Kind of feels like it's his style, yeah. yeah. I think something that I really, like, it, it's, it's interesting to me that they... This is this has gone really under the radar. Like it's been, it no one's talking I, about. Yeah, it. I haven't. Like but it's it's honestly a, like so important. Yeah, there was like a big sort of push when it came out on Netflix, and that was about it. Yeah. You know what the problem is? Everyone's been going on about that stupid strange shit, whatever the fuck that what, show Stranger is. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Well, Stranger Things is also good, but it's a different thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what the fuck it is, but everyone's been going on. Oh, Stranger Things is amazing. And I'm like, nah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Nah, you wouldn't appreciate it. I don't watch like I don't watch TV shows. Like, it's not, yeah, I, I know, it's but it, it's also you also wouldn't you don't have the background to appreciate that show, so don't oh, watch okay. it. Okay, sure. I no, I mean you just don't. What's it even about? Like, uh, what's well, it's like a Stand by Me kind of thing? So it's like four kids and there's a I didn't even know what that is so exactly. Sure. That, well, that's what I mean. Like yeah. you didn't read Stephen King growing up. No, you've got literally no taste in TV, so you're not no, gonna appreciate. I don't it. watch. I don't watch TV. No, well, neither do I. I'm saying TV and TV shows. No, right? I watch some, but like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> exactly. So don't watch yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Game of Thrones more like Game of. I'm not watching it. 
You got him. Hey! <laughs> hey! You got him. I did have one final point that I wanted to end. Um, but you fucking... You've just... It's, I mean, boy. Just, just out, out of the, the park. park. <laughs> um, look. No, what I was going to say was... Um, yeah, they really capture, like, that kind of lyricism in the lyrics and uh, even in just Ezekiel's speech. And the more that the show goes on, the more you start to, like, notice the progression of his dialogue and the progression of the style. And I just think... They, it, it tells such an important story that we never get to hear because it's about black people in New York in a time when no one was talking about black people. Yeah. And it's like, it's this really crucial part of the narrative for people like Kendrick Lamar, who is like, Kendrick is the best rapper in the world, and I will fight anyone who thinks differently. <laughs> because that dude is, he may not be like stylistically the best, he may not have the best beats or whatever, but that dude is going for number one. He's gunning every day. Yeah. He keeps coming out with more music, it's better every time. That dude is going for the... He's going for the fucking throne. Hmm. You know, I don't really give a shit what Jay-Z or Kanye are doing. They're sitting there, they're wanking themselves off or whatever. <laughs> but Kendrick is making really good fucking music all the time. Yeah. And it keeps, 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 keeps getting better. And this story that they're telling about this kid, Ezekiel, who becomes books and this kind of progression of his career through this weird, like, part of history is, like, super important because it never gets talked about. I know it's ironic that two white guys are sitting in... A basement talking about this in a fucking podcast in Australia. In yeah. Australia, but like it's so important. Anya, we're doing doing our work. Fucking moral, uh, look, moral fucking whatever. banking. Uh, just look, we're cashing a, in. I'm a middle class white guy, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you haven't, it, this is a part it's of the a narrative good perspective. This is a part of the narrative that was erased for various reasons in history, and this show does a good job of reminding you that this existed and why it's important. Yeah. And that the people that you see, your Kanye's and your Kardashian's, all that garbage, whatever it is that you love about the world that we live in, all kind of lends itself and owes itself to stories like this, where it's, you know, these shitty places with these shitty conditions and these people rising from that through, like, hard work. Yeah. Um, that cuts deep. It's but- just a... Good time. It's a good show. Look, it's pretty traumatic. It's a good show, but it's got some <laughs> weird dog shit in it. Look, Ben, um... Yeah, that's good. Where where can people find us? Oh, uh, that YouTube. was also oddly dismissive. I was like, yeah, that was good. What you said was great. Yeah, yeah thanks. but also where can people find thanks, us? David. Uh, YouTube dot com forward slash dcm underscore. No, it's just dcm works. We got a fucking URL. F- oh, we got it. Yeah, hooray! It took YouTube like six months to get back to me. Good job, everyone. Um, but we have a custom awesome. URL. So if you type in YouTube dot com slash dcm works, it goes to us. Isn't it slash users? Slash no, it's users? just slash dcm works. Oh, that's hype, dude. Get hype I know. That. Slap um, that into your address Fucking bar. slap it in. Um, uh, we're on Twitter, we're at DCM underscore works, we're on the mm. Facebook, DCM works social. Um, we also have a new channel, The Antagonist, on oh, the Oh yeah, YouTube. that one. Um, you can look it up, it's, if you just type in, it's, it's got- The Antagonist. If you can't spell it, then you can't type it. Go, well, it'll- Google, Google, Google the word Antagonist, yeah, then, then type then- into YouTube, The Antagonist, and you'll yeah. find us. Hooray. Um, it's a good time. Uh, but also- There's one video there. There's one so, so far. far. There'll be probably, nope, this'll go up tomorrow, so there'll be still one. There'll still be one. On Monday, there'll be a second. Oh boy, get excited a, for that. A, there's a video every, every Monday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on YouTube uh, if you want to see our beautiful faces. Uh, we're at <laughs> we have a, a Let's Play channel. Do you see my hit pie? It's so dumb. Um, look, it's a f- play like, lots whatever. of the dumb games. We play lots of dumb games. Oh, actually, we're playing Pokemon at the moment, which is my favorite. Um, it's a ROM hack. Look, we also were on the Coffee House channel as well. We got oh, we're, we just we are everywhere. Playing No Man's Sky. Dude, what a what a grand grand old fucking time. Whatever. It's a good time. <sighs> um, go and watch us play a game. We have fun. There's hijinks. But also, Ben, this is brought this podcast. Intro has been you. going for a while. Look, this outro, I'm outro. just pushing through it. Don't yep. don't don't hit my momentum, man. All I'm right. nearly there. <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by hover.com. If you want to buy a URL, which is like the it's like a web address. 
is what a URL is, if you didn't know. I don't know how you got here if you know what that is. This this podcast is on the internet. But if you don't know what a URL is, you can go there. They'll tell you, and you can buy one for cheap without code. It's in the show notes. It's a string of alphanumeric because they refuse to give me DCM works. But one day, maybe we'll have it. But for now, you can click that. Um, you can get a cheap URL. It helps out the show. We get, we get, a, we get a few dollars back, a few dollar um, which helps us keep the lights on. Um, not literally. We're sitting in the dark. Uh, but, yeah, we have a little candlelit, candlelit oh, microphone. That's exciting. Candlelit microphone? Mm, oh. microphones. Um, all right, well, we should stop, because this, yeah. this plug has been going right. for so long. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold's What's a Nigger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's a weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, from. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, just head to patreon.com forward slash DCMworks.